This episode is brought to you by Affordable Drill Towers. Founded in 2016 by our good friend Steve Sanguidoce, a retired Houston, Texas firefighter, the Affordable Drill Tower was designed and built with functionality and versatility in mind for any training ground. As a standalone training tower and add-on to an existing burn building or connect setup, the Affordable Drill Tower packs a massive punch at an affordable price tag. With over 50 towers across the country, from Massachusetts to California, Montana to Texas, professionally engineered, NFPA and ISO compliant, the Affordable Drill Towers brings the versatility to your training ground. From Main Street USA, the small town fire company in their back parking lot, to the training grounds of the largest metropolitan fire academy, the Affordable Drill Tower fits the bill for price and functionality. Check them out at AffordableDrillTowers.com. And two things I like to talk about also when talking about our friends over at Affordable Drill Towers. One, their customized training program. They have the ability to bring some of the best talent from across the country to your home turf after the install of the Affordable Drill Tower. Designing a customized training program for you and your department, Steve will facilitate some of the biggest and brightest names of the American Fire Service to come in and work with you and your department. And secondly, and I think most important, is Steve's belief in need over greed. The affordable drill tower company gives back to not-for-profits that support organizations in the American Fire Service. Organizations such as the Joey D Foundation, which is near and dear to Steve Sanguidoche's heart, as well as many other not-for-profits that he takes a part of. He takes great pride in providing funding for organizations that push this job forward. So check them out. Steve and Dennis over at Affordable Drill Towers. Send them an email at info at affordabledrilltowers.com. Check them out on social media. And their YouTube page is kicking butt with great information, training nuggets, and information about their towers. So check them out, Affordable Drill Towers, and let them know Jeremy over at National Fire Radio sent you. This episode's brought to you by Ridgeway Leatherworks. Ridgeway Leatherworks is a firefighter-owned and operated business as well as a family-run business, and that's what I love about it. Rob and his family are passionate about their customer service and the quality product and craftsmanship they put out for the emergency services. Rob's been on the show. We've been to his his business. We've seen them in action. I've even tried to hand-paint radio straps. I promise you, it is not as easy as what the final outcome looks like. The product is so good, it's so clean and crisp, and yet, man, it takes that steady hand. Rob's become a near and dear friend of our podcast, and you hear that over and over when we talk about our sponsors, that they're friends, supporters, and that's what this networking community is all about, is supporting one another. Ridgeway Leatherworks, Rob Meyer, crushing it. Quality and craftsmanship is number one. Customer service is right there with it. From custom radio straps, universal radio holsters, chin straps, flashlight holders, anti-sway straps, and locker tags made out of leather, there's plenty of opportunity along the way when you deal with Ridgeway Leatherworks. So check them out at RidgewayLeatherworks.com. Find them on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And tell Rob you heard about him on the National Fire Radio platform and give them a little pluck and tell them keep up the good work we need to support our firefighter owned businesses and especially family run businesses where his two daughters and his wife help out day in and day out along with his other employees so again ridgeway leatherworks check them out at ridgewayleatherworks.com and find them on all your social media channels 
Hey everyone, Jeremy National Fire Radio back on the podcast today. John, my man John from the American Fire Brigade on Instagram. This is what's really cool about what I get to do, John. Let me explain. The podcast, I get to interview anybody I want. Anybody that stands out to me, whether it's uh, somebody that has nothing to do with the fire service, up to the saltiest dudes in the world that have been firemen for 150 years, and I get to interview them too. And then everybody in between. And like the in-between is the fun stuff for you. This is why I wanted you on today. You run an Instagram page called American Fire Brigade. You guys put out cool swag, hats, shirts, things like that. Um, but you also do a lot of like creative stuff of firefighting content on Instagram. A lot of green screen stuff. Um, just it's fun, man. I love what you're doing because we're supposed to be having fun doing this. I mean, it's a career. You know, it's important. But shit, we gotta have fun while we do it, no? Yeah, that's why we went. That's why we that's why we went to it, right? I mean, nine to five in an office. I don't think any of us can handle that. No, I, you know, we all know the movie. You know, uh, the boss walking around with the cup. We can't do that. We joined this job not because we wanted to have a boring job. So why not? And we laugh in the fire station all day long. Why not laugh on Instagram too with the same jokes? Yeah, I mean for sure. And to share that, it's infectious, man. I love watching these comedy pages that that represent the emergency services because a lot of them are done in good taste and it's it's clean taste. You know what I mean? So like you can bring in that next generation, that younger, your kids and so on and let them be a part of it to see that there is a fun side to this. It's not just all business. There's there's enjoyment here too. Yeah, I think we all know that fire station humor is a big part of the job. Yeah. And I like to bring that out a little bit. And I also bring a little bit of my... <clears throat> I grew up watching a little too many movies and I know them all by heart and I like bringing them and using them in memes. And someone told me a while back that I am bridging the gap between the older firefighters and the younger ones. Yeah. I didn't even really think of it that way, but like using Spaceballs references and Griswold references and all those cheesy stuff that I, I enjoy is bringing our culture to their culture. So you got the captain saying, oh, you don't know that movie? Let's watch that movie tonight if we have time, right? And that's an accidental thing that I did that I enjoy, I'm enjoying. So what are you, mid-40s? I, I, not to age you? Where, where do you fall in the age group? That's right. 30, 39. 39. 40 yet. Okay. The reason why I say that, I'm 46, and you just named Spaceballs and a few others that are just – they're everything to me, man. That was my, like, teenage years growing up, watching incredible 80s and 90s humors. I mean, the com comic, comedic movies don't exist anymore like they used to, man. Yeah, Mel Brooks. Yeah. You got Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder. Um, watching all that stuff. I mean, Eddie Murphy back in the day. All that stuff is – I don't really see it. I mean, Will Ferrell has a lot of hints of it, too. I mean – No doubt. It's hard to find – the uh, edgy movies like back then and they yeah. were funny and they, and they did it well. And, and they could get away with always, shit back then too. You know what I mean? That, that it was found to be comedic and nowadays people shy away from any controversial comedy, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, quite frankly, uh, cheesy as it sounds, it's real. America is comedy. We are on the weekends. You make fun of the president. You make fun of him. They roast him on Silent Live. They roast him all week and that's all right. 
So why not roast each other? What's what we do in the firehouse? Why not bring it out a little bit and, and, and share it to the world? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Bridging the gap is huge. That's actually, it's funny you say that because I do a program called Bridging the Gap where I talk about generational differences and I've done it at conferences and I teach it and so on. Um, but you are very much that. And I, I love it because now I know what the connection is for me to you. It's we share a lot of similarities in uh, in things that we enjoy, and being that guy, being that guy at thirty nine years old, you can relate to the new generation, but you still have enough foundation in you to relate to the old generation. To be able to bridge that gap is hugely important, especially in the fire service where it's starting to trend younger and younger, and we still have a couple old guys hanging on. We need to make sure we keep them as long as we can, and we need somebody to broker that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of retired uh, firefighters that hit me up constantly. They love it. I think it, it brings them back into the game. You know, all the, the way I, I like to share the feeling of going to a fire, you know, the, the growlers going, the, the, the sirens going, you know, cars are whizzing by that feeling and then adding a little bit of like ACDC or something. <laughs> I like to try to share that experience. And I think the retired guys, they tell me, they're like, dude, you got to quit doing that that stuff early in the morning. Cause you're kind of getting me going. Get me going you know? yeah. and I, that's another thing I like to share. I like to share. I think again, I think I watched a little too much, you know, uh, movies back with, you know, <laughs> like uh lethal weapon, like all that yeah. stuff. Like I watched a little too many of those eighties action movies. And I think I accidentally, it comes out of me a lot with these videos, but the way I, I edit them and everything. And that was an accidental, uh, and, something I, I'm enjoying the hell out of. I didn't even think I'd enjoy editing videos. Well, how did you get here? I mean, how did, you know, you got 120,000 followers on Instagram. You know, your stuff is hilarious. Where did it all start, man? How did you get to, uh, how'd you get to that? It was a little bit of an accident. I mean, that's what they say, right? I mean, I I uh, almost lost an eye on the job. Mm. We got to a fire and it, it, I was first in, so I went to the back to find out what it was. It was really nothing. I, I ended up next to a window, and the window, it's weird, it had like a little bit of fire. And I don't know if I hit it with my helmet, but it took out one of my eyes, and I ended up getting stitches on my eyeball. I don't mean to gross you out, but I was home for six months on injury. And I'm sitting there, and, you know, a lot of things were going on. I started realizing how burnt out I was, how tired I was, how I went probably five years between the ambulance and fire job, where I don't think I really slept well. For like five maybe even 10 years and i was starting to sleep well and i started to get a little psychological help while i was at home yeah and i started my humor and who i really was started coming back and i realized what do i enjoy what do i enjoy about this job i enjoy laughing with the guys i enjoy going to fires i enjoy the dirty you know picking up hose laughing after a fire i enjoy the hell out of that shit and what do I like doing? Oddly, I love movies. I love comedy. And I always edited videos here for my family, like for my kids. Right. And I just started doing it. And you know what they say? Like, you, I think this is probably how you started this. You start saying like, man, they should be doing this. We should be doing this. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I got to do that because I want to do it a certain way. So I started editing fire videos and putting it up. And it started taking off a little bit. And then accidentally, I made my first meme. And uh, <laughs> it started going. And I was like, oh. I didn't even know. I thought it was a meme I didn't know what it was. <laughs> ah, me too, man. <laughs> when it first. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. It's like, what's a meme A meme I didn't know what it was. 
Yeah. I, I remember asking my kids that. I'm like, what is what is this Mimi thing? What is this? And you get it. You realize it's an image. You spot it. I love you, it. Immediate recognition of what it is. You put a couple words down, the minimal amount of words as possible, and you're looking for an instant reaction. And I liked it. It was funny. And all I did, I think, at the time was it was Kevin Hart kind of doing one of right looks. You know, and it always said was when the phone rings in the morning and you're number one on the Mando list. And, <laughs> and another culture that I accidentally tapped into that I didn't realize was so uh, prevalent in the fire service today. The Mando culture is an accident. I, and it's part of my it was part of my life at the time. And I wasn't hating on it. I was just sharing my life in a funny way. Bro, that's one of my notes here that I have for you is to get, to go down that road to talk about the the world of Mando, man. Because I, I it's just so funny to me that like hammering it and it <laughs> relates with so many though. That's the thing, right? Yeah. It's like when you know when the phone rings, like you just said, it's like you know what, like you know, it's just <laughs> it's so funny, and that's what I like about it, right? Is like it you touch on today's culture through comedy. And um, it's not like uh, slapstick in your face. It's more just like subtle funniness. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so relatable. I love it. Yeah. You know what? Uh, John Stewart, Daily Show. Yeah. Probably, what, what, 15 years ago? He, I don't know, his, politi his political comedy, I'm not trying to get, I'm not going to get political, but the way he did things with comedy, he was able to get so many things out there with jokes it was inspiring in a way. And it kind of taught me, you know, with, with jokes, you can get so much of the truth out there because people spread it. Actually, yeah. You see something you think is funny. You got, I know you got a text group and you're like, Oh, look at this ridiculous meme and you're spreading it organically. And it spreads better than, you know, just kind of getting on the camera and saying this. And that, again, I didn't even mean to spread it. I was just more, a different way to uh get through the, the job with like, bro that's pretty that's pretty insightful man when you think about that like i'm just breaking that down in my head i never put much thought to that before right i'm a communicator i got a podcast i got social media platform we communicate that's what we are we're a communications network right communications platform through humor people will share information because it's a good it's a light-hearted way to share real information I never really thought of that before until you just said that. That's, that's mm -hmm. genius. You're not going to share anything unless you think it's funny with your voice, right? Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. All day long. But you could learn from that. And I never really put the learning aspect to it, right? How do you take something? How do you take something that's important, an important message, and be sure that people are going to at least hear about it? You put it through comedy. If you run it through the comedy machine, and put it through a meme or a quick 90 second or 60 second video, you're educating while laughing and, uh, and people will share that. That is a great way to organically share a message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sharing the culture and the, the slap in the face thing. I think I, I, the first, I think the Mando culture, two, two things broke out in the Mando culture with me on accident. And it was the Mando van and the Rick James <laughs> right. slap. Yeah. And, and both of them, again, I make hundreds of videos like every day. I can't stop. Like I just make them nonstop. And those were just other videos, yeah. but they hit a chord with people. Mm -hmm. And the Mando van thing, it was a complete accident. People always ask me like, oh, how did you think of that? I was freaking sitting in the recliner 
and they just made a video. I liked the video. I thought it was funny. Uh, but it took off. And the Mandelvan thing, it was during COVID that it took off. And I think one of the differences, the reason it did, I mean, my personal belief on why it took off is because the entire internet at that time was toxic. I mean, it still is. And I wasn't. I was taking an approach more of, I'm going to entertain people with laughter. I'm not going to be toxic. And I, and I get it. Like, everyone has their route and they got to do a certain thing. But I didn't want to be that guy. Yes. So I said, you know what? Let's just have some fun with the fact that we're getting mandoed nonstop. And let's make up this, let's show this van from the movie Old School with Will Ferrell, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the, you know, grabbing you and throwing you in there and your groceries. Yeah. And it's, it's funny and it's so freaking true. That was what was funny about it. And what happened during that time, it went viral. And I remember at that exact time in California, there was a ton of fires. We were burning up and down the state. And everybody was on strike teams, and they're out there in the sticks. They had internet, apparently, and they were sending me pictures of burnt-up vans. That's hilarious. Like, in the, in the wreckage of these fires. Right, right. And they were just saying, got it. We got the van. And, I'm, and I was like, what? Who are these people? You know, oh, like, who are people? God. What is happening? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I started getting the guys. I know my, some of my friends were up there on those fires, and they're like, dude, everyone's yelling Mando van at us. <laughs> and they're and everyone's like having a good time and they're asking you know me, they're asking us if we know you and it was freaking weird for yeah. me because i was like what yeah and then i realized like oh this is hitting a nerve and it's i think it's it's entertaining the people i like this i can keep doing this entertaining thing it's fun it's easy you know and, you, you know you just, you, you just said it you had crews up in the hills fighting fi- i mean you got guys all over right Be- yeah. being put all over the state fighting fires and they're having they're finding a little slice of humor in it because of you. Mm-hmm. It goes a yeah. long way, right? It goes a long way for the morale, right? It goes a long way for, for guys wanting to just have a laugh after 12 hours of back-breaking work. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, it's, great, it's pretty man. perfect. I loved it. Yeah. I realized that I, I was put into that, I mean, job. Like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. And I started pulling into the back of the brain with all the movies and I just started <laughs> flowing with it and they don't all do well, right. you know, but who cares? Yeah. You know, let I me, mean, let I me, ad- that, go ahead, go ahead, please. I know Spaceballs doesn't always do well when I do it, but I like it. I don't care. <laughs> Spaceball you know? one's gone plaid. Spaceballs is just a classic an absolute <laughs> classic. Um, let me ask you this. You, you talked about, I want to get serious for half a second. Because this is really interesting to me, talking about the lightheartedness in your approach and so on. But you talked just a little bit ago about um, your injury put you on the sideline for six months and you had time to focus on yourself. And you realized that, you know, you weren't the guy that you wanted to be, right? The job was taking its toll on you. Um, and that time out gave you the ability to refocus and figure out what was good about the job which is what then got you onto this this place yeah. today, right? So talking about all that and the in the in being mandoed and and working nonstop and you know all of that. I mean, it just to refocus to have that opportunity. It took an injury for you to refocus, but I'm mm-hmm. so glad you did, right? And I'm sure for your own career and own well being, it was probably a, a welcomed refocus for you. I was strung out. I didn't even know it. Yeah. I was going day to day. I wasn't enjoying the little things and I didn't even know it. 
You know, you know, I was going from adrenaline rush to adrenaline rush. And those were fun to me. Co you know, a lot of caffeine, you know, getting going to fires. That was and I still love that. But if you can't relax, if you're not getting sleep, you start getting strung out and you start getting depressed. And I realized at home, I wasn't the same husband, mm. father, you know, fun guy that I was, you know, 10 years ago. And I didn't even know it until I got injured. I'm thankful that I got injured. My entire life has changed from that injury. And during that injury, I was sitting on one of my couches and it's when I realized like, I might not be able to go back to the job. It's kind of realizing, I, I don't know if they allow iPod, I patched. <laughs> I didn't know if I could be a pirate on the job. I didn't know. You know? And I thought, well, this may be the end. <laughs> it was actually in October, too, so that was kind of convenient. I had an eye patch. Yeah, it was a great costume. Yeah. Little did they know that your eye was <laughs> literally hanging out, right? God. Yeah, I was sitting at home, and I was listening to a podcast, as a matter of fact, and it was from a, another firefighter I worked with, and Ben Vernon. He got stabbed on the job, almost died, and mm. he went through a harrowing uh, uh, psychological and physical uh, issues where, you know, he was – thinking about suicide and he had got help and he was talking about this on the podcast. And I, and I, I never got, I never got to that point, but I definitely was having some issues and yeah. that's when I called for help. You know, I think that night, that night I called the number, you know, where I work here, wow. we have something called focus yeah. and you can call this number and they just take care of you. No questions asked. And they did an amazing job. And that's just in my area. I think that all fire departments, if they don't, they should have a number to call. I think they do. Uh, I know that we have a couple organizations nationwide that do. But anyway, yes. I called and I got help right away. And I went in and the worst thing about it was just leading up to the appointment. It was rough. And once I went through that appointment, I just, it was funny. My doctor or whoever you want to call him, uh, he told me, he's like, you know what, when you go home today, just hug your wife for like a solid minute. Just hug her. And I did that. And she, I think she almost broke down. And I realized in that like instance that I was screwing up. Yeah. I was screwing up and I was causing a lot of tension in my house and I didn't even know it. So I was already on board to fix myself, but at that point it was rock solid. So I, I started, I kept getting help and I learned a lot about myself and about the job. And quite frankly, we all are very good at getting the job done and getting from CPR to fire and pulling people out of cars and doing all this stuff. But you don't realize that what you see in a normal shift is what one person will not even see in their entire life. Right. You see 15 things in one day that one guy will see one of in his entire life. And that's not supernatural. That's not normal. And you do need to talk to somebody sometimes to get those out and realize what's happening with you. And you need one of the probably the biggest thing you need besides that is you need rest. You need downtime. And if you're not getting it because you're working four shifts in a row and you got this going on at home and this and this and this, it's just going to get worse. And it's not good. And that's what I learned about myself. And one of the things that came out of it was my humor. My humor came back and uh, the brigade was born. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, there's so many people that that message will resonate with them and other people that probably haven't even realized, just like you said, you didn't at first, you didn't realize what it was doing to you and, and to the people around you. But um, 
it, it is um, from myself looking from the outside in and seeing what you're doing and seeing the smile on your face today as we talk and so on to have that renewed that that second chance, if you will, or just that refocus to see what's important and what you need to do to be able to get yourself in a good place um, on a regular, you know, on an everyday basis. It's, um, it's huge, man. It's absolutely huge. I appreciate you sharing that story. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Protect your days off. That's what I do now. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Protect your days off. What do I mean by that? You know what? I got it from doing it, but I saw randomly and that man is super busy. He's doing a million and hundred things, right? And Who is that? He said, The Rock. The Rock. Okay. Rock Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. Right. Got it. Dwayne if Johnson. you smell what The Rock is cooking. God. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm a wrestling guy, too, guy. from years ago, right? <laughs> well, I could still I could do the... Ah, the one eyebrow. Well done, sir. The pe- That's the people's eyebrow, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, protect your days off to me means... You know, I enjoy pickleball. I enjoy going home. I enjoy my my rest at night. So it's your time. If I have a four, if I have a four day sh- a days off coming off on a stretch, um, get, get, make sure you figure it out. I mean, if you're going to get Mando, figure out how to get those days off, and don't schedule too much stuff in it. Like for it for me with the brigade, it's a lot of stuff going on. Like don't schedule too many podcasts. Don't get too far into it. Make sure you get your rest. Make sure you get your workouts, your pickleball, whatever it is you like to do. Make sure you're doing it. Yeah. That is what makes you sane in the instance. Everyone has their thing. Make sure you're doing it. And that's what protect your days off means to me. Like, make sure you have your days off. The job's there. If you're lucky enough to get this job, but you don't need to do it every day. You're going to enjoy it when you're there more if you protect your days off. I always say if you're good, to be good in the firehouse, you got to be good in life. You got to, you got to be in a good place, you know, and if you're not, it comes through on the job and also comes through at home. And, um, you know, that is protect your days off. I I wrote that down, circled it, underlined it. I think it's really important. I think that's a very solid message that you got to, you know, it's not a selfish thing, but you have to focus on yourself at times and you have to stay grounded within what you need and want for your own life. Because if you don't get what you need, you're not going to be able to be or be yourself or be able to perform. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I learned in, in therapy. And that's what you just communicate with your wife. You communicate like, look, I know you got this and I got this. I need this. Yep. And let's try to work it out. Yeah. And you're a team. If, you know, that's what mar- marriage is. That's what life is. You're a team. So I did that. And, and now I'm getting pretty good at pickleball. I'm starting <laughs> to get that top spin. I was playing for get a while. I was going. playing for a while. But the guy I played with all the time, he, uh, he's he been so busy. So we haven't got out. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I just haven't played in probably two months now, um, but I miss it for sure. You, you wear high tops? Uh, I when I play, no, I play. I do not wear high tops now. Do you? I have a thing. I have a joke coming. I think I. I don't know. I don't know what your rank is, but I noticed the Chiefs when they play with us, they always wear high tops. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to pull that little pump. You remember the pump? Like the the old. Hold on, guys. Yeah. Hold on, guys. The whole Reebok <laughs> pump, man. Do you remember that with the little like basketballs yeah. or on the yeah, yeah, on like, the tongue? Like, hold, everyone, hold on, hold on. Yep, yep. And he just, psh, psh, psh. I, love <laughs> I love it, man. I'm so grateful for this because I'm. It's to know your story now a little bit more and to understand, you know, that you went through some hard times to find your way of in your place of where you are today. 
must just be that much more enjoyable for you to really look back and think that, you know, you could have really went down a different path, but you were able to find your way. And and because of that, you're now sharing and spreading and making light of a, of an industry of the fire service that is, can be very challenging and tough at times. And, and you've been able to take what you've learned and now share it with such a broad audience. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space. Custom design, one-offs to department orders, they can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on, and they provide nothing but top-shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform. And Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. This episode is brought to you by the Affordable Standpipe Prop. Let's break it down real quick. Steve and the crew at Affordable Drill Towers is doing it again. They've created this fully custom and fabricated standpipe prop to support the fire service. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing piece of training equipment. And I wanna hop into it real quick. It is designed with a four-inch manifold of high-strength galvanized Schedule 10 pipe. The cart manifold are powder-coated red for a durable finish, meaning it's not just a talking piece. It's not something you tuck away on the shelf. This is a training prop that can be wheeled into the classroom and then brought out onto the training ground. And so let's talk about that. In the classroom, there's nothing better than having a hands-on prop in front of the students, in front of the fire companies that are there to learn about standpipe and FBC connections, having that prop in the classroom allows for a great instructional lecture. And then from there, take the standpipe theory and translate it to the training grounds. You could wheel the cart out that's on casters, you wheel it out into the parking lot, and that same training prop that you just used hands-on in the classroom can now be used hands-on on the training ground by pumping into it and flowing out of it. It offers such versatility in its approach. It has a two and a half inch Siamese connection, seven two and a half inch outlets, six of which are standpipe valves, has a water motor gong, sprinkler head with a control valve, and a system pressure gauge. You can also upgrade and put three of the most common field adjustable PRVs. I'm telling you right now, this is a game-changing training prop that needs to be in every fire company or training department across the country. Reach out to Steve and the crew, info at AffordableDrillTowers.com. Ask for a demo, ask for information, or check them out on social media and YouTube. There's plenty of content out there that shows you exactly what the affordable standpipe prop can do for you. I can't stop. My only thing stopping me is probably just the investment of getting them going. Sure. I can't stop making them. I got my buddy Justin over at Fireline Design that just, he... <laughs> I email him, text him constantly, and he's constantly coming out with my logos, and he's moving it, and he's doing a great job. And I don't know how he deals with me, but he does. 
been a blast, and I appreciate it. And just stay tuned because I can't stop coming out with these hats. No, that's fun, man. Now, is it just you, or do you, have you roped in a bunch of buddies now to help you? Like, what is so American Fire Brigade? Give me a little background on this. I mean, is it? It's just social media memes, platform, a platform putting out memes, comical videos, and then it's all swag to represent the brand, right? Yeah, and that's what it's turned into. I mean, organically, it was just uh, at the beginning, I was just making fire videos of my local area. And then I started kind of branching out. And then I realized, like, you know what? I, I love where I'm from. I love where I work. But I kind of want to spread this out into more of like a like Saturday Night Live thing. I want to make I want to bring everybody into the joke. And I realized that my comedy is very American. So I kind of went to the American Fire Brigade route. And as far as who it is, I mean, it's really just me me and my family. And yeah, I get a little cool. bit of help. Sometimes we're starting to get really busy right now for the holiday season. But at the end of the day, uh, it is, um, it is just my crazy mind. Uh, but I definitely get a lot of help to, to make the magic happen for sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm very happy for you, the success that you're having with it. Um, but I think more importantly than the success is the fun you're having with it. Right. The, yeah. the, the creativity side, the, the fun that comes along with, I mean, just talking with you today for the last half hour already, just smiling and, and your eyes get wide and it's just fun. It's refreshing to talk to people that are, that love what they do, that, that, you know, have been able to find a way that represents what they need. Plus I have to think it's a tremendous stress reliever for you from the job. When you, when you do eventually get out of the firehouse and come home on those days off, I'm sure that you're you're refreshed because you have this to look forward to as well. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy the hell out of it. I mean, it's probably a little bit like gambling. Yeah, I, I, I make a hat. I make a meme. And when they do well, I mean, it's fun. Sure. I mean, seeing like right now, what's been happening lately is that we got the European firefighters and the American firefighters, and they're clashing in the comment section, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it. it I think it's great because I think it's bringing us together because be honest, like firehouse that's not talking trash on each other, probably not a good firehouse. I would think the most, the best firehouse, the one that gets the job done the best is probably the one that are constantly having fun with each other. So if we're having fun with the European firefighters now, we're going back and forth. We're coming together. You know, and I'm fired and I'm, I'm, I think it's hilarious that the brigade is able to do that through a silly Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> I love how it's the brigade. I love it. Cause it sounds so big and robust that it's like the brigade. I just, I love it. Where does brigade, where does fire brigade come from? I mean, is it, oh, yeah, every, yeah. what was the it intent was of that? where did it come from? I was, I was sitting down. I mean, I think that the name brigade, like fire brigade is a very classic and traditional sound. And I liked it. Yeah. And I just kind of made it and, you know, it wasn't really, like I had like a focus group or anything. It was just my sitting down, focus throwing group. it out there. You know, <laughs> you didn't sit down a bunch of peers and run names group. past them to get an idea of what would hit and what would not. No, I, mean, I just no. You know what's funny is I don't do that because how do I say this? Like I don't really do polls and stuff anymore, or say, "Hey, do you think this is funny?" Because I've realized that people like the culture aspect of like it or not like if i just say hey look at this meme and they go eh. like if i went off that one person there'll be a hundred memes that never came out i'll give you an example the conan the conan one with the arnold schwarzenegger 
where he's swinging the axe. Right. He's he's swinging the axe and he's basically a two year firefighter in the mirror and he's you know saying I'm going to get my leathers, I'm going to get my Toyota Tacoma. Now I'm a real firefighter. You know that was when I was starting out and I wasn't really comfortable about if, if it was going to be funny or not. I actually sat on that video for like a month. Really. And I wasn't sure. And then I went, I put it out and now it's, you know, it's probably one of the things that started the page out there. It was like one of the three ones. You drive a Tacoma? Um, no, but I saw everyone else do it. <laughs> the other thing is, it's like, I just look around my own firehouses and I see what these guys are doing. That's it, man. It, if it's happening there, it's happening all over, right? That's what I figured out. Yeah. You know, uh, I found out that if these guys are driving Tacomas and putting random shovels on the side, you never know when you need that gas can that water can the (laughs) shovel and the canopy on the on the on the concrete jungle from which they work right i think they only use that 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 shovel to to go to the bathroom and dig their old bullshit yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're the random shovel thing never accident you know and i realized they all got this it's like what was it 20 years ago it was pre-running trucks in california the front end was high Everybody was getting their trucks all pre-wintered out. Now it's, uh, I got to get the mounts and I got to get my gas station and my generator and my, uh, and the Tacoma's like all weighed down. And I thought, man, I, th- I think all firefighters are doing this. I should make fun of it. And then, yeah, it, it did. And it did it well. I, a, I can only imagine. I'm sure it did very well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the guys in my firehouse were like, you making fun of me? I was like, yeah. Yeah. But apparently you're not the only one. Right. Yeah. You're not alone, brother. So don't worry about it. There's a whole group of you. Probably a Facebook support group you could join, where you guys could share, you know, share tool mounting on your uh, on your racks. So that's funny. <laughs> so a little bit of background, right? West Coast firefighter in California, right, in the sunny, sunny uh, Southern California area. Um, before that, uh, the United States Navy, right? Yeah. So I grew up in a small town in Needles, California. It's in the middle of the dang desert. Super hot. Uh, we don't got a lot to do there, but go go to the river and watch movies, which is, again, why I ended yeah. up here. I watched movies over and over and over again, and that's what I did. And at night, my dad would put on a comedy. Like I, I think I referenced it earlier, like Richard Pryor and yep, George toy. Carlin and everything. Mm. And I just grew up around that. And then I get out, I need to do something. I didn't have any money for college, and quite frankly, I don't think I would have let me in college. So uh, I drove by a Navy recruiting office and went in, and they let me in. Nice. And uh, yeah, I was an aviation instruction mechanic. I worked on the jets. I was on the Ronald Reagan. We did a deployment over to the Gulf. And uh, the Navy is a lot like the fire department in a lot of ways. I got out and joined the fire department. I just kind of realized, uh, oh, I like this. The same thing. Did you have any influence around, for the fire service? Or was it just came out of the Navy and you're like, hey, this is, I'm a blue collar guy. I'm looking for something that's going to excite me. And the fire service just popped up at that time. No, the Navy actually, uh, we have a lot of firefighting training in the Navy. Right. I mean, when you're on a Navy ship and there's a fire, uh, who do you call? Yeah, everybody there. Oh, it's me. It's me. I got to call myself. Right. Oh, I got to go do it. So you do, we have a lot of training, and I had a little bit of training on the ship, and I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked masking up and going into the, the fake smoke, luckily uh, for me, and uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. And on a deeper level, I think my confidence was boosted in the Navy. When I was younger, I didn't really think I could do stuff. I didn't. I just thought like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. There's no way. And when I got into the Navy, the Navy, the military is like a parent in a lot of ways, but they teach you through discipline. Like, hey, you can do anything you want to do. 
you just got to work your ass off for it. Yeah. So when I was forward deployed, I was in the Gulf. They, the Navy had classes. They had a, uh, you could take college classes on the ship. They had a civilian instructor who was quite a weird guy. Because you got to ask yourself, like, how do you become a professor and end up on a Navy ship and overseas and teaching English? You're probably an odd guy. But anyway, he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I took, I took like basic math and like English and I started my college stuff and I had way more confidence. So when I came back, I was like, I can do that. I can do that. And I started doing EMT school and, you know, medic school and all that. I used the GI Bill. And I just was full of motivation. Good. And I don't think, I know everyone doesn't think they're the smartest guy. I don't think I am. I tell you right now, for like paramedic school, I had to study all night until like midnight just to get through that. And But I did it. And I knew I could do it because of the motivation that the Navy kind of taught me. So that was probably where it was. I think I probably had the idea in high school, but I didn't think I could do it. Yeah. Confidence builder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many years started, did you serve? Started my thoughts. Oh, just four. Four years. I just did my, my four-year uh, term, got out, and used a GI Bill. Awesome. So then I did memes. Now I do memes. Now I do memes. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So how long have you been a What's fireman funny? then? How many years have you been in the uh, fire service ten. now? Ten years? Okay. I did forward in the Navy, 10 years in the fire department now. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it, but we were making memes on the ship. them out. Oh, I mean, we threw it in the firehouse, too, in the fridge. Right. Hang them up, print them out, hang them up. Maybe the firefighters, maybe firefighters invented memes. We don't, I think we did. Might maybe have. It's called fridge art. Fridge art. Modern day fridge art, yeah. Yeah. Where else to bust balls? Right on the front of the fridge. <laughs> That's good. Oh, uh, I can tell you about one of the best fridge arts I ever seen, and it was on me, and I didn't make it. <laughs> uh, you got to tell, tell us now. One. All right. I was at a firehouse, and brand new firehouse, and across the street from this firehouse was the old firehouse. And its structure. That was the old one, and I was in the new one, right? But guys, people would go over there, and they would graffiti up the old one. We would go over there, and we would paint over it, try to make it look semi-presentable, just out of pride. Somebody went over there, some nice man or something went over there and painted a, 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 sh- a shaft and basketball-looking things on it, mm. the old fire station. And uh, I was like, well, that, that's not cool. So we all went over there, and I was painting over it. And somebody I did not know took a picture of me from behind. Perfect timing. And Perfect timing. And yeah. they put it on their fridge, and it was like, John's over there painting the old fire station, and it looked like I had made – that nice that's fantastic <laughs> that's fantastic and that was like the best that was like the best fridge i've ever seen i was like man that, i can't that's good that's real good <laughs> support your local fire brigade draw draw the big one right on the side of the building i love it <laughs> that's funny that is cool uh, was good. I, think, I think they even put it like it looked like it was a news a news printing they had like a news ticker on the bottom they did a good job <laughs> Put some work into that thing. Uh, that's cool. That's very cool. So, I mean, that's exciting, right? So the relationships, the, I mean, you know, talking about what you do, where you get your inspiration from, a lot of it comes from your daily in and out grind in the firehouse, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys. And do they all know? Do they, they, I mean, obviously they all know what you're up to, right? Because now you're putting your face to it, right? So you're doing these green screen videos where you pop up and you're putting your insights in and your ideas and your thoughts and so on, right? So that's kind of fun because it's a, it's a a video on the, you know, on Instagram that you'll green screen over, put your face on it and talk about it. And I I just enjoy a lot of that. Um, But now you own it. 
I mean, you put your face on it. You own this stuff that you're putting out. Um, has that changed at all for you with with how guys receive you or the relationships or the higher-ups in the department or anything like that? No, actually, it's a very, very positive. Yeah, good. Enjoys the heck out of it. You know, I just did some big live fire training yesterday with a, a bunch of uh, my department, and I got nothing but – you know, praise. It was fun. And they're even saying like, Oh, you got to come do one of these. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. you're going to need more fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it was great. And I told them that, you know, I'm getting a pretty positive reaction and I'm fun with it with the whole green screen thing. My, my plan is just to basically do the same thing I did with the brigade moves, you know, put some of the funny movie Ruby references up. If I, if I could think of them, yeah. you know, and, and just have fun with it. And as I, I noticed that when I'm having fun with things, it spreads, yeah, and it keeps going. Well, it's genuine, as as right? Like, I mean, it's- yeah, and you know what I noticed too, and and I actually told me this before. Actually, when I'm at work, wherever, whenever I'm around, firehouses, these guys, these firefighters, these ladies, these gents, whatever, they always wanted their beam ideas. I re- somebody a higher up told me one time that I am raising morale being there. Because instead of these people complaining about something or not talking about a, a bad thing that happened to them, they are instead memes I should make. You know, we'll fairly, oh, you should do the Talladega Nights when he gets out of the fire and it's, he thinks there's on fire. You should do that. And they're having fun. They're laughing on the rig and they're doing that instead of being negative. Right. And it's hilarious to me that I am a positive influence apparently <laughs> well i think you are because it. It, it's genuine yeah. like you come from yeah. a, a genuine approach of trying to make the job a little lighthearted, right trying to bring some humor to a very busy day and um to get your comrades on board to help you i mean that's fun right i mean the, yeah. the comedy that must it's go fun. on i mean it's gonna happen regardless it, it, whether you have that the american fire brigade page or not you guys are still would be having the same conversations but now they can really go all in on it and you guys can have a lot of laughs over it i think that's why it's re- it's it's perceived and received as a positive for the fire service and for your own department and your people it's because you're promoting the good of it man like it's you know there's nothing negative or derogatory it's all on the up and up. It's all trying to make it just a little bit better, a little bit more manageable, palatable for all of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So what's next for you, man? What uh, What's on the horizon? Oh, man, I'm day to day. I don't have a very good plan. You know, I just <laughs> I just get the hats in and keep moving and make the videos. I mean, I made three videos today. I'm pretty day to day. Uh, I'm not really good on apparently as a as a as a business you're supposed to have a five year plan. I don't got one. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, well, you don't uh, need I'm one. I'm just gonna do the green screen and have fun with it and let it spread and uh, keep going with it. Yeah, make sure that I'm protecting my days off. You know, I love that man. I think that that, if anything, is the theme of what this is all about: protect your days off. And um, you know, I, I just I'm grateful that we got together today to just chat a little bit um, because your story resonates, man. Your message there, powerful, powerful stuff. You know that you recognize that you needed to to you know change direction, and uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that are afraid of that to have that conversation with themselves because they don't know what it looks like. Um, and I think that uh, it takes it takes a lot of courage to be able to recognize that and then want to make yourself better but look at what comes from that 
Like you have something today that like years ago you didn't have. And what you have today is something that powers you through every single day. Right. I mean, it's, it, you. Oh yeah. It's awesome. It's 24 seven. It's awesome. I can't stop. I, 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 the the memes, the videos, the, every, the hats, everything is nonstop. The the ideas are constantly, my phone is full of stuff and uh, it's good. (laughs) Good time, and my also constant text messages from guys telling me their ideas or sending me their videos, and I freaking love it. I love, I love being being able to be that guy to uh, bring a little humor to yeah. their day. Yeah. Well, good for you, John, because you're making a difference, man. And um, you know, we need more people out there that are you know promoting the good in the. And I don't know. I just it's it's fun. Like we gotta be like to just circle back to the beginning of this conversation. We gotta have fun. We got to enjoy it, man. It, it takes up our life, right? I mean, firefighters, it's not just a career or if it's volunteer. I mean, it's a lifestyle, right? It consumes us, right? And so if it does, then we better at least enjoy it. Yeah. It's pretty quick, too. It's pretty fast. I'm already 10 years in. I'm looking at I'm more. I feel like started. But then I got these guys, these newer firefighters who don't know my movie references already. Mm. I'm already like the older guy. And, you know, the grays are starting to pop out. Yeah. The the head and, you know, I'm like, holy heck, that happened fast. You either got to you either got work to do by, you know, starting to watch some more current movies. You got to start getting into, uh, you know, the more current stuff. And if not, you better retain a younger guy to get him on the brigade with you because you're going to need those references soon because soon enough, nobody's going to get them. They're just not. I, 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 I shit you not right now. I work with a guy that hasn't seen Backdraft. And I don't know what to say about that. I have to, I have to fix that next, yeah. next shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be sitting down and watching that at dinner. No doubt. No doubt. But I mean, I just think about it. You're, you're a hundred percent right though. I mean, I just think of all those, you mentioned lethal weapon before, right? Like just the eighties action movies, the comedies, like it was just such a good time for movies. And I watch my youngest is now 15 and I try to make them watch these movies with me. And they just, some of them, they just don't get, man. They're like, why is this yeah. funny? I'm like, how is it not funny? I don't, I don't understand, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's another topic. So our attention span, even mine is, I don't know. There's some national study I, I Googled one time and they said our, most people's attention span is two seconds. You know what firefighters are? I think it's half a second. Yeah, right. Half a second. And I think firefighters and cops and everybody in the first responder nurses, I think our attention span is half a second. And the reason I think that is, is because when we're at the fire station, you're, you're talking to somebody, you're thinking about dinner, you're answering the phone, boom, you got a call. Yeah. CPR, you're talking to the family, you're talking to the hospital, you're talking to the PD, you're driving, now you're routing. Then you're back at the station. Oh, what are we making? Your attention span is so small because every time you get focused on something, the tones go off. Yeah, you're going somewhere and else. Now you're solving you're solving that problem. Mm-hmm. Solve this problem. We're gonna complex problem solved. Oh, let's go back to what we gonna put on the chicken tonight. Our attention span is crap. And even me, I put those movies on. I put the Goonies on the other day. Goonies. It, was, it started so slow. Yeah, it, it started is. so slow. They had to do the credits for so long. I was like, I don't even know who was holding the microphone on the left side. I don't even know that. Just start the movie. So I, I kind of understand them because I have a 15 year old too. I get it. But it, and I don't know if we're ever going to get them to really watch it. No. I think. No, I, I but think you can educate, bro. You can educate through your short clips, man. This yes. is where you yeah, come so, in. 
Absolutely. So if you ever notice the way I do things, the first second and a half, there's the explosion. The biggest thing happens right then. And I'm grabbing them. I'm grabbing them with the best part. And then I'm going back to why that's the best part. And you're right. It's funny you say that because I've had this conversation with recruiters before. I try to tell them, you're trying to talk to these these 15, 20-year-old kids. Their attention span is horrible. You can't just start talking to them about why the job is good and you should join this job. Right. You have to smack them in the face with an explosion yeah. and put some cool music over it. You have to. Yes. I mean, yeah, like Lethal Weapon or any of those movies that we are just embedded with, they did start out slow, but they had some good-ass parts in the movie when they were getting going. Uh but like all the Arnold movies, Last Action Hero. So I am so looping you in on another episode with us. So I did an episode a while back with Pip. This guy Pip runs our uh, uh, podcast for us called The Size Up, which is a health, wellness, and lifestyle podcast that he does on our platform. And um, we did a movie episode, just he and I just just going back and forth on the movies that shaped us growing up. He's, he's uh, like the same age as I am. Um, and so I would love to loop you in on that conversation because we just went down the movie path and we talked about like all those movies that just inspired us when we were young or, or classics that when you're flipping around on a Sunday afternoon, cause you have two hours of downtime, you're like, Oh, look at this. What's on? Look, what's on? Look, what's on, you know? And, yeah. uh, I'd love to get yeah, you in on phones. that. That'd be yeah. fun. That'd be a lot of fun. We didn't, we, we didn't have phones. And when the internet came out, it was dial up. And That's if right. your dad was on the internet, the phone didn't work. That's right. You know, it was just one line. But That's yeah, right. it was a little different back then. Whatever was on cable or whatever your dad was watching is what you were watching because there's only one TV in the house. My know? wife and I were so, just talking about it. She's like, I has, I used to have to watch Benny. Well, I would walk in a room. My dad would be watching Benny Hill. And then, uh, and then, you know, as soon as she walked in the room as a kid, he'd have to change the channel, right? Because, you know, it's so many people don't even know what that is. But it was like risque television back then, you know? <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because I think there's some timing that I, I, I may, I think I have. is because my dad would watch uh, stand-up comedy at night and right. I'd be in bed, but I could hear it and it was loud and you could hear the joke and then you could hear him laugh. Yes. And I started, there's like a timing to it, you know, and, and I think I, I hope I picked up on some of that stuff. And uh, yeah, I, the one TV thing, or even if you had one TV, you were probably the remote. And turn the channel. Yeah, you didn't flip around as much because you had to keep getting up to do it. You'd wear you'd wear a path in the carpet, you know, in front of the TV, you know, for sure. Well, man, similar upbringings for sure. But uh, brother, what a great conversation today, man! Thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. I truly appreciate it. And it was good to just get to know your story a little bit too. Um, you know, I watch from afar on Instagram. You know, we we both live there and. You know, we spend a lot of time on there. And so to get to know some of the other guys that are putting content out and so on, for me, it's just a lot of fun to connect with guys like you, um, you know, guys that are just having fun with it and and putting content out. And I don't know, man, you're making a difference for sure. So I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here doing what you do. And uh, I'm glad that it's uh, something you truly enjoy doing. Um, and now knowing a little bit of your story makes a lot of sense. So it's cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on National uh, Fire Radio. I'm, it's great. And call me up for that other one. I'll do it. I'll Absolutely, man. I will line you up. We'll have to uh, protect your day off, though. We'll find a day that uh, that works for you, man, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no problem. No John, problem. Gre- John Gary, thank you, brother, for joining me today, man. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Hang out. Oh, if people can find you, where where are they, um, Where can they find your stuff, your, your, uh, your content, all that? Uh, it's all American Fire Brigade, AmericanFireBrigade.com. Uh, the uh, Instagram, TikTok, it's everywhere. 
Uh, not really on the YouTubes right now. And Facebook, oh God, I hate Facebook. It's kind of there, not really. Mainly Instagram, probably. That's the, that's where the fun stuff happens. And then all the hats and swag that you have, where can they find that as well? Americanfirebrigade.com. I love it, man. There's a lot of good sayings on there. And like you said, I guess the cat, they just keep coming. The ideas just keep them, coming. I got them lined up. I got them lined up. So the only awesome. thing stopping me is just basically putting them on hats. There you go. <laughs> I love it. John, thanks for joining me, man. Hang right here. I'm just going to sign off the podcast and I'll come right back. So hang on one second, okay? Okay. Guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Check out the American Fire Brigade. They are doing awesome, awesome things for the fire service. Lighthearted approach to some serious stuff sometimes. Sometimes you just got to unwind and then have some laughs. So check them out and do me a favor. Take this conversation. Take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. Because when we're talking about the job, we're making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio.